Welcome to the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hi there, Doggy Dan here from the online dogtrainer.com video website. Thanks ever so much for tuning into this podcast show number five, which is all about socializing your puppy. Inside the show, I'm going to basically help explain the why, the when, the where, the how, and the what. So everything can do with sort of why do we need to socialize your puppy? What What is socializing? What is socialization? When do you do it? Where should you be doing it? And uh, I'm going to talk about the three C's to how. Three really important C's, which if you keep focused on these uh, three things, then that's how you'll, you should go about it. Now, we'll also, I've got a couple of uh, nice questions from people, which uh, all to do with puppy socialization. And I'm going to cover off the most common mistake that people make when socializing their puppies. I'm also going to touch on basically the biggest reason it goes wrong. And basically just point it out so that you can then focus on the opposite of that. And uh, there's going to be, you know, basically far less chance of that happening. The other thing I'm going to talk about, probably the biggest reason of all, as to why dogs actually end up being aggressive, even though you've done your puppy socialization. Because I, it's a real shame when people think socializing your puppy is all you need to do. And then at one year old, you end up with this aggressive dog. And they've got no idea why. And I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs just like this. People say, we took it as puppy preschool we took it to puppy school he's great with the two or three dogs in our house great with a neighbor's dog but any other dogs uh -uh, not happy so i'll explain why that's happened so basically the the importance what what is socialization first of all let's get into it socialization with with other dogs is basically it's more than just making sure like i say more than just making sure they're good with the other dogs or uh, puppies that they meet all the time maybe a neighbor's dog and uh, the dog that lived across the street and uh, you know the dog that lives in your house socialization is making sure that your puppy uh, as they grow up is used to meeting and knows how to behave and react around all dogs from Great Danes to uh, little Chihuahuas, from you know really calm, relaxed dogs to, to super excited dogs. It's about helping your dog understand when a dog barks at them and says, get away, stay out of my face, how they're meant to react. And it's all the thing about learning all these things is it's easier to learn when your puppy is very young, which is why socialization is so important. As your dog gets older, if they haven't been socialized, it certainly can become far more difficult. So a bit like a child, if you think about a child, when they go to school, one of the skills that you want your child to have is basically them being able to you know, interact with people who talk a lot, children who don't talk a lot, children who are a little bit nervous, people, children who are a little bit overconfident. You, know, you want them to be able to interact and know how to behave with all these different children because that's life. That's how life is even now when you go into a shop you don't know who you're going to talk to, who's going to um, serve you. You know, it could be all sorts of different people. There are all sorts of people, different people out there. The more you can interact with them and get on with them and uh, tolerate them, if nothing else, it doesn't mean you have to become best mates with them. But knowing how not to end up in an argument and, uh, you know, a fight with them, that's, that's puppy socialization. That's what we're trying to achieve. One of the best ways is to always see everything from your dog's eyes. Um, so often... You know, we we overcomplicate what's really going on, and so much of it is just a puppy who's a little bit scared. A puppy is often, 
you know, some puppies for sure. Some puppies are super confident, but a lot of the puppies are just not sure. So a lot of that behavior, it's, it's because they're coming from a place of I'm fearful, I'm scared, I'm worried these other puppies or these other dogs are going to eat me or bite me or attack me because they haven't ever seen this sort of set situation or setup before. If you think about how it is in the, you know, in the wild, they basically, they're born into a litter of, you know, five or 10 or more puppies. And they live in that little puppy pack where it's all safe. They know all their siblings. They all get on very well. And they live there and grow up with them from sort of one day old right through to five or ten years old. Now, we take them from that situation and drop them into a place where they've got no siblings around. They haven't got their mum or dad anymore. And and lo and behold, this total strange dog walks in. So it's very weird for them. And if you look at the wolf pack, well, wolf packs don't actually interact all that much. They certainly don't go around just interacting and playing with all the other wolves that they meet. And your dog is 99.8% the DNA of a wolf. So there is, with a lot of puppies, there is this sort of innate, you know, not sure initially. And that's what we're trying to overcome. To say to your puppy, hey, don't worry. Basically, we're trying to convince them that all puppies, all dogs are friendly. Just give them a chance and uh, all will be well. We're trying to basically create all these positive social um, associations. Now, the biggest mistake, I thought I'd touch on this really early on. What's the biggest mistake that people make when socializing their dog? I would have to say probably the most, um, the most dangerous mistake to make is simply this, that you think your puppy has been socialized because your puppy lives with another dog and they get on really well. So you bring your eight-week-old puppy home to your, you know, four-year-old dog. The two of them get on really well, like a house on fire. And, you know, they don't really get out that much and don't meet that many other dogs when you go for a walk. And lo and behold, when your dog aged, your puppy grows up and grows into a one-year-old dog, when they fi- when he finally meets some dogs at the park, hasn't got a clue what to do and simply snaps and barks and runs away. That's because you haven't really socialized your puppy as much as just your puppy has learned to get on with one dog. And uh, yeah, it doesn't work just because the adult, your puppy's getting on with one dog does not transfer that they're naturally then going to, um, you know, see it across the board that they're going to get on with all dogs. That's what socialization is. You've got to get them used to ballpark figure. We're talking, you know, I'm thinking of this off the top of my head, but it's it's 100. It's 200 dogs before they're sort of uh, maybe five months old. 200 dogs you want them to have met, played with, socialized with. Like I say, it's about getting your puppy used to all different dogs and we could even take this further and say, and it's the same with getting them used to lots of different people, you know, people with beards, old men, young men, young girls, young boys, um, people in wheelchairs, people with walking sticks, people of different ethnicities. It's the same with dogs. You get all sorts of different dogs, dogs with no tails, dog with long tails, chunky dogs, dogs who make a lot of noise when they run around and breathe, dogs who are excited. So that's what socialization is, just like getting your child used to meeting all these different people, the more weirder and different people that they've learned to meet and tolerate, the easier they're going to handle it when something slightly out of the ordinary turns up. And of course, as I mentioned, you, that your puppy doesn't need to actually play with all of them, but we're just trying to get them to sort of um, coexist, to tolerate them. And uh, that's what socialization is all about. So let's get on to probably... Well, one of the most important things is understanding how do you actually do it. So I'm not talking about where where you can do this. This is the how. Now, 
how do you socialize your dog? Because you can do this in a number of places, which I'm going to touch on in a minute. But first thing is, remember, your dog knows how to be a dog. You know, we're faking it when we when we kind of step in and try and show them what to do. We're pretending this is what you do. We're trying to pretend we know how to be a dog and showing our little puppy what to do. But only other dogs really can show them exactly how to be a dog. You know, you won't find me running around on my back uh, lawn actually being a dog. I can't. I'm a human, completely different animal. So in a way, the the best overall advice is to find some nice calm dogs and just let your puppy be with them because they will sort it out. And we'll touch on what is a nice dog and a suitable dog for your puppy in a second. But it's really about choosing dogs who are tolerant, who are non-aggressive, that they can just learn from. And again, there's no one perfect dog. When I run my puppy classes, I take my three dogs along, Moses, Inca, and Peanut. They're aged one, five, and nine. Now, Peanut is an incredible matriarch sort of female. She's just nine years old. She lies there. She's got this incredibly calming energy. If all the dog owners who are bringing the puppies just watched Peanut, they would see that's what you do. This is how you train puppies. You stay there very calm, relaxed. And if the puppies approach her very, very calm, she tolerates them. If they start jumping all over her head, she kind of pushes them off and tells them off. Now, Moses, on the other hand, he's... Uh, very much sort of looking for someone who wants a bit of rough and tumbles. He'll get stuck in if somebody's being a bit silly. Um, and Inca is, she's the sort of disciplinarian. She's like the police woman wandering around, five years old, growling at dogs. She's got a very short few, yeah, short few. She doesn't tolerate much. You know, any dogs who kind of, there's a dog at puppy school on Sunday, ran up to her chasing another dog and this little Ricky the Labrador bumped into her backside. She, boy, did she tell him off. And Ricky won't do that again. And that's training. That's where only a dog can tell a dog off the way she did it because it was pretty full on. You know, teeth bared, guttural growl. Oh, goodness me. Got your attention. Everybody looked. And I said, Ricky won't run into people again, which is what we want. We don't want crazy dogs charging around, smashing into other dogs' space without a care in the world. The point with with those three dogs is they're all different. They're all behaving differently, and that's what socialization is. All the puppies there are learning to interact, not just with puppies, but with my three older dogs as well. Because, again, that is the real world. When you get out there, you're not going to just be faced with lots of little puppies. So we have these tiny little puppies turn up, chihuahuas and bichons, and they're there with my 35-kilo Ridgeback Staffy. She's actually one of the best dogs for them to interact with. So therein lies another really interesting point that some of the best puppies or dogs for you to meet, for your puppy to meet, is actually, or some of the best puppies is is not just puppies, I should be saying. Some of the best dogs for your puppy to meet are actually much older dogs, especially if they're sort of calm dogs like Peanut and uh, even Moses. Moses will only get stuck in and play rough. So will Inca, actually. Only, they only step in if they need to. They're all, so that's why all three of them are there because they all add a different flavor and give the the puppies another experience. So once you know that the dogs or the puppies that your pup is going to meet and interact with are not aggressive and they're fairly tolerant, it really is a case of letting your puppy or dog meet them and staying super calm. Now, 
I talk about being being super calm because the biggest mistake is actually to get stressed and excited and panic when your puppy gets a bit nervous. And then, you you know, we see it all the time at the park. Somebody panics and picks that puppy up just because the puppy sort of makes a little squeaking noise and goes between your legs. And, you know, if you feel sorry for a puppy there, even though the other dog's done nothing, you know, you, you're actually going to create a problem. You ha- the best suggestion I've got is have a look at what the other dog's doing. If the other dog is not really doing anything other than kind of being there and sniffing, don't overreact because that dog is doing what all the dogs are going to do, stand there and sniff. And you need your puppy to get used to that and uh, and then your puppy will be fine and they'll come out of their shell. If you're stressed and fearful and going, oh, my puppy's screaming and you pick them up, then you, you will create that nightmare situation where you're actually saying to your puppy, yep, there's a problem, I hear you, don't worry, I've got you, and you pick your puppy up. Chances are the other dog's actually going to jump up then to try and sniff your puppy. You create this real uh, tricky situation. I've got some lovely videos of my puppy training classes inside my video website, which for those of you who are looking for a total solution to your puppy training, raising your puppy dog training, it's the online dogtrainer.com. In there, you'll see you know, a number of situations, but one of them is where a puppy standing between the lady's legs, it's, it's making all those noises, kind of, ah, ah, help, help, I'm going to get eaten. The other dog comes over, sniffs, and I immediately say, don't do anything. Just don't touch the puppy. It'll be fine. Sniffs for five, ten minutes. The puppy, five, ten seconds, I should say. Puppy stops um, making those noises. Big dog wanders away or the other puppy wanders away. And lo and behold, then the puppy sort of trots after them, quite interested. Because they didn't get eaten. And the puppy sniffed them and they're curious. And they think, wow, that was interesting. So that's the biggest mistake we can get. Get stressed, excited, panic. And that's why... You know, I always say to people when they first enter my classes, don't speak to your puppy, don't touch your puppy, don't pat your puppy or any of the other puppies. In fact, so everybody's just stood there. Everybody's sort of looking at each other, looking, watching, but they're not interacting because generally people end up interacting with the puppies at the wrong time, adding more energy to the situation. You then have two or three puppies all jumping and clamoring for attention it's where actually the people actually cause the problem. We never really have any issues with all the puppies running around. And sometimes we have up to, you know, I've had eight or 10 or 12 even puppies. I find the more the merrier. You know, we have 12 beautiful puppies all running around. We even have my three dogs sometimes join the group, 15 dogs, everybody's socializing, all getting on really, really well. And of course, they're getting used to all these different sort of, um, you know, puppies from, you know, 10, 12, 14 weeks old, 16 weeks old, they're all getting on really well, all those different personalities and characters. And we're keeping the energy really, really calm. Now, there are another a couple of other really powerful techniques that you can use. If another dog um, is getting a bit overexcited. You may have, for example, a 16 week old German Shepherd who's kind of jumping around on a, well, a 16 week old Bichon. It's not going to be a fair match. And you really need to know when the other puppy is actually struggling and is getting a bit scared. And, uh, and that's when you've got to step in quite quickly. And there's a number of techniques you can use. Again, I go through, you can watch these all on my video website. Step in, hold the collar very calmly. That's what I call a calm freeze couple of fingers under the collar of the German Shepherd, say, that was jumping around. Calm. Wait a few seconds. When they're calm, let them go. It's about understanding how to step in quickly at the right time, not make a mountain out of it. Because again, we're just trying to say to your puppy, it's all good. All good. We've got this under control. And then let them go back together. 
recognize that a lot of puppies will make an awful lot of noise because they think they're going to get eaten. They haven't actually been hurt at all. They're merely sort of submitting. And so they will scream like a banshee kind of, ah, don't, you know, and you think, what's happening? Nothing's actually happened. And if you watch them, you know, next thing you'll know, they'll be following the other uh, dog around, kind of uh, wanting a bit more attention. So learn to step in quickly when necessary. Now, I thought I'd read this question because it's, it's a fairly common issue. I've got this um, email come through. Hi, Dan. Pippi, my five-month-old Dachshund, is okay with one or two dogs at the park. But when some of the more excitable dogs turns up, she starts to bark. Sally Kent UK. So Sally from Kent in the UK. Thanks for e- your email. The yeah, look, it's again. This is sort of a very typical issue that people have. That you know, a puppy may be happy when the when the energy is calm, when certain puppies are around, when certain dogs are around. But suddenly, a dog may turn up, which may just get your dog. You know, we've all seen it. A dog who's not really that confident, starts barking and running towards these other dogs because the energies, you know, maybe the dogs are, the other new dogs are racing around in circles and they just don't know how to behave. So if your puppy is starting to panic in that sort of situation, there's not one solution, but, but it's a case of the things that I would try are the following. First of all, again, try that calm freeze technique, which I talk about. It's very powerful. There's so many examples of me using it that you can watch inside the video website, as there are with all these tools and techniques. The other thing, which you, it's very simple. The other thing to consider is simply moving your puppy further away, because if you move them further away from the other dogs, the chances are they're going to be able to get used to those you know, more excitable dogs running around and around in circles, and then you can bring them back into the mix using a technique such as the calm freeze. The other thing which works really well, which is so simple, is having either a little line on your dog, which you can pick up, or just attaching a lead when you need to, walking them away just for 30 seconds, and when they've calmed down, you, you let them go back into the sort of uh, the area where the dogs are. But it's taking control of them, showing them that you're in charge, that there's no drama. And then you let them uh, go back in and uh, start socializing them a little bit more. It's really a case of almost if the dog, if your puppy on a scale of one to ten is right up at eight or nine, they are too excited, too stressed. You need to move them further away and get them calm first before you start trying to train them. No good trying to train a dog who's barking their head off and is totally stressed out by the situation. Move them further away, work with them at a distance, and then bring them closer. So what we're talking about there, those lines and all those other things, are really is really just ways of controlling the situation and uh, managing it. So I'm going to summarize this topic now, basically the how. How do you socialize your puppy? Three Cs. You might want to make notes of this or go to the, you know, the doggydown.com uh, website and you can find this article focus on calm you being calm staying calm which generally means very quiet silence your puppy being calm you know learning some of these techniques to calm your puppy down also trying to find dogs other dogs or other puppies who are also calm whose owners are calm in other words the surroundings the situation is calm you know if you've got loads of motorbikes hooning past and children screaming and stuff that's all going to involve energy and excitement and stress so the setting, the people, the dogs, everything. Try and focus on creating it as calm as you possibly can because all these things will affect your socialization experience. The second thing is controlling the situation. So whether it's using a short line or a long line or having an area where you know you can move your puppy further away or you can catch your puppy, that you know how many dogs are going to be there, that you know 
it's not all going to be out of control and, and, and panicking. Controlling the situation, being able to step in simply, quickly and calmly, that's the second C. So controlling the situation, calm. And the third one is choose the right dogs and puppies for yours to socialize with. Getting that bit right is crucial. If you get that wrong, well, mm, you know, if you're trying to socialize your puppy, with a dog who's way too excitable, you know, and often the worst age is about, let's say, nine months old, 10 month old puppy. The very happy 10 month old Labrador who's just so full of life and wants to play with every dog and doesn't realize that the, you know, 12 week old Tibetan Spaniel needs, you know, a little bit of space and needs, you know, just to be treated very gently. You know, often those 10 month old dogs. You know, it's a bit more like my son. He's three years old. He's full of life, full of energy. He doesn't know his own strength. And, uh, you know, same thing. Seven-month-old Rottweiler. Some of them will be absolutely fantastic. You know, you'll put them with this eight-week-old puppy and they'll be like a beautiful, nurturing mother to them. But others will be charging around, wondering why they're not fighting back and playing rough and tumble. So you may be better off choosing a much older dog or another puppy. So choose the dogs that you're socializing with very carefully. You know, ask the other people, is your dog or is your, um, is your dog or your puppy good with the little puppies? Can we socialize? Is it safe? Are they aggressive? Just do the checks and go off your gut instinct. If the dog doesn't look so friendly, probably stay away. Now, before we get on to the topic of uh, when to socialize your puppy and where to do it, I wanted to touch on the other, you know, I talked about the biggest mistake that people make when, uh, when we've got a puppy and trying to socialize the puppy is to just socialize them with one puppy. But the biggest mistake that probably happens um, much, much later on, the biggest reason dogs become aggressive later on, and I wanted to include it in this topic just to, because so many people are trying to make sure they've got dog-friendly dogs and socialization is simply not enough. The reason it goes wrong is this. As your dog grows up, your dog may think, yep, that dog, like these dogs, I like all these dogs. But as your dog gets older, if you don't understand how to make sure your puppy or your dog knows that you're the pack leader, what happens is at about one year old, you know, this is when it typically happens, between one and 18 months old, your dog really will step up um, into their maturity and they'll start really challenging you for that sort of pack leader status. And if they become the pack leader because you don't really know what you're doing and it's more than just walking through the door first and not letting the dog sleep in the bed, there's some very, very subtle things which you need to be doing, you know, to give your dog the message that they're not in charge. Because if they start to think they're in charge, many dogs will start to become protective of you, of the property, of basically protecting themselves and you don't want them to be taken on that role. If you're the pack leader, then that's your responsibility, that's your job, and you'll find you have a far calmer dog, you know, at 18 months old, two years old, three years old, you'll have a far calmer dog when you're the pack leader, you're in charge, and you take your dog to the park, and you say to your dog, don't worry about any of these dogs, go and play, they take notice of you because you're the pack leader, but if your dog thinks they're the leader, then that's when so many people run into trouble, and that's where, you know, even though they've socialized their puppy, been to pre-puppy school, puppy school, advanced, super advanced. And then at 18 months old, the dog starts becoming aggressive, not just to one or two dogs, but to all dogs. And they can't understand why. So I wanted to just touch on that because, you know, it's something close to my heart. I always feel so sorry for people who've spent 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars socialising their puppy, and at one year old, they've got an aggressive dog. So the, the solution, again, I've put all the videos of pretty much a full consultation inside of my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com, how to become the pack leader with your puppy now, and that will last you for the entire life of your dog. So, two more topics to go and then we're done. When and where. First of all, when. When should you socialize your puppy? Well, here's a, I've got another question come through from Eleanor in the Waikato, New Zealand, not far from uh, where I live. Dear Dan, well, at least I'm living in New Zealand, I should say. Dear Dan, I have a 10-week-old Bichon puppy who I want to socialize as soon as possible. My vet says wait until the final shots have been done. However, that's still many weeks away, six weeks away. And my friend says it's okay for my puppy to meet her dog because she's had all of her vaccinations and she's uh, fit and healthy. What are your thoughts? So this is an interesting uh, point because a lot, of, a lot of people are given sort of information by their vets you know, you want to have your vaccinations. You want to make sure you've had your kennel cough and all these things which are going to protect your dog from uh, the bugs and viruses and all those things that they can pick up at the park. However, they do sometimes take a long time to complete those all those vaccinations. And sometimes the real key socialization um, period has actually almost finished. You know, sometimes dogs aren't fully vaccinated I'm not too sure why. I'd have to chat to a vet about that. But they're five, five or or even six months old. Now, it's far. It, you don't want to be leaving at six months. You don't have a six-month-old dog who hasn't been socialized. You want to be doing it at around about 10 weeks old, I'd suggest. Um, and so it's really a bit of a trade-off. Chat to your vet. But be aware that many of the vets are sort of covering their backs and you know i'm not knocking vets i think they're great and they do a great job but it's a case of your vet will often tell you don't socialize your puppy at all until they've completely completed all of the vaccination shots however that's the absolute best case scenario for the vaccinations you've sort of got to strike a bit of a balance and say well is it okay maybe like this question says is it okay if my puppy was to meet a couple of little puppies at a puppy socialization class maybe or you'll find the vets are often actually running pre-puppy schools for puppies from eight weeks to 12 weeks in the vets now you may be thinking well hang on how can they be running them well this is what this topic you know when do you socialize your puppy is all about because You've really got to look at what is the chances of your puppy catching something. Because when the vets say don't socialize your dog, what they're often saying is don't take your dog down to the local dog park where every Tom, Dick and Harry's taken their, their dogs. And half these dogs may not, may, may not have had all their vaccinations. Some of them may have, you know, diseases or viruses or things you don't want your puppy to catch. Your puppy's immune system is incredibly low. And, of course, all these dogs have peed and pooed. So the worst place to take your puppy, very often, is down the local dog park. In fact, one of the best places to take your puppy is maybe where there's virtually no puppies. You don't find any puppies or dogs there. And then, you know, if you were to meet with a friend and you knew that person was very reliable and their dog was fully vaccinated and all their shots were up to date, then you'd be pretty safe. If that doggy was clean and it had all the shots and hadn't been sick or ill and wasn't showing any signs of sickness and hadn't done for you know a week or two, then you're pretty safe, your puppy, meeting that dog. 
Of course, check to your vet and double check this with them because all the vaccinations and shots which dogs are given worldwide, they're all different and none of them work exactly the same. Um, another place to take your puppy, you know, if you live by the beach, if you're lucky enough to live by the beach, is just below the high water, high tide watermark, because that area of water is getting totally washed and cleaned by the salt sea water every single, well, twice a day. The tide comes in, washes it clean. So if you walk your puppy down there on the sand, chances are there's not many bugs going to be there. It's all pretty safe, and uh, and you can probably do that from a, a lot younger age. You know, maybe you've only had two of the vaccinations. Um, you haven't had the third one. It's pretty safe. You know, my, the puppies that come to my class, for example, they've all started their vaccinations. So they've all had one. We double check those, uh, the vaccination papers when they come in, make sure everyone's had their shots, that I can see they've had their shots. We check that they're all fit and healthy and nobody's had any um, sickness or anything like that going on. The place is completely sterile. It's got a very sterilized floor. So we know that there's basically no bugs going to be here, or at least the probability of it happening is incredibly small. So you really want to be socializing your puppy from sort of eight weeks old. But you've got to tie that in with your vet's advice and what shots they've had. And, uh, yeah, one of the most important things is to check the suitability of the area and the other puppies and dogs, uh, whether they've had their vaccinations, that sort of thing. And, yeah, think about it. You know, your puppy needs to be learning how to interact. And the sooner you do it, the younger they are, the more tolerant they are of what's going on around them. That's basically the when. Now, lastly... The where, where can you, where can you do all this? Look, pre-puppy classes at the vets, you know, or your local dog trainer or your puppy trainer. There's loads of classes. You could do it at any of these places. Absolutely fine. Great stuff. However, you can also, you know, manage to do it on your own. If you've got another dog, especially then you, your little puppy from eight to 12 weeks old could be just rolling around with your dog, say in the back garden, just playing around. And, and then at 12 weeks old, when they've had maybe a couple of vaccinations, you chat to your vet and then you just go down and you meet some small dogs down at the park or down at the beach or whatever. Um, and, and you just go from there. You know, you don't want to be swamping your dog with too many dogs too soon. You can just pick off a couple, a couple of calm ones for a couple of weeks, and then you slowly build it up. But it's really a case of getting your puppy out there almost every day once you've started, you know, or, or at least two, three times a week, four times a week. Don't make it a sort of a weekly event just at the weekends. That could become, you know, it might not be quite enough. And, uh, yeah, you can do this anywhere. Doggy daycare is another great option. If you've got a little bit of money that you can put into doggy daycare, it's a great way of basically socializing your puppy with loads of dogs because, you know, you pay a bit of money. Your dog, your puppy could be there for eight hours. And that is often the sort of time scale or length that they need to really form these friendships. You know, the sort of friendships that my son and daughter are meeting and making down at the park when we're there for half an hour, hour and I'm drinking a coffee is nothing compared to the, the friendships that they make at childcare where they're there for eight hours. And it's the same with your puppy. They, they kind of do benefit from being around other puppies and dogs for a long time. And as I say, you can do this down the park with big dogs. It doesn't have to be lots of little puppies that your puppy is made meeting at the end of the day the park is the place that they're going to be you know your puppy is going to be down the park meeting all these other dogs so might as well get your little dog used to some of these bigger dogs um, early on 
you can get them used to puppies and then try and upgrade them to bigger dogs. Yeah, it's not, not a bad thing to do, but just be aware that you want to be getting them used to some of these big dogs. And so if you see a really calm big dogs, I would make the most of it. And, uh, but just remember, if you're taking them down the park, check it's fairly clean. Yeah. And, uh, but DIY, doing it yourself, it's not a bad option. There's no real right or wrong way where to do this. So that's it in summary, guys. The Basically, the what is socialization? Why do you need to do it? The when, the where, the how. Remember the three C's. The three C's, if you've forgotten already, it's, it's about being super calm, controlling that situation, and choosing the right dogs and the right pups. Well, that just about wraps it up for this show. Remember, again, the notes for the show can be found at doggydan.com forward slash show five. It has been a pleasure, as always, doing this podcast, putting this audio together. If you're wanting the complete solution, then please do check out my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com. I think you'll be blown away by what I've put together there. These podcasts are just a, a mere teaser a taste of the knowledge of um, you know and what i've actually put out there in terms of quality of of assistance and help for um people like yourself who've got a puppy inside the online dog trainer i've actually videoed i call it project moses my dog who is now over a year old moses i videoed from him from eight weeks old and i videoed all the different things you could ever imagine including heaps of socialization stuff him as a little puppy doing his own puppy class and now he's actually going to people's houses with me on consults and you'll see how amazing he is at helping some of these other puppies now come out of their shell so everything you want is in that site um you know if you're looking to stop unwanted behaviors in your puppy being the perfect pack leader, raising that amazing puppy. It's all in there, theonlinedogtrainer.com. Loads of shows coming up. Please, again, do subscribe so that you know uh, when the new podcasts are coming out. You'll be alerted, and then you can also rate the site. Have a great day. I'm Doggy Dan. Thank you ever so much for listening, and love your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog.